0: Welcome to hell.
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Jeff. Tonight, we got our very good friend, Mr. Brandon Hans.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me. Wow, thanks for coming on, brother. Absolutely. How are we doing tonight? Good? Yeah, man. I'm doing good. Awesome. I just uh, just had a day of teaching and now had some dinner with the family. Oh, very cool. i put the kids to bed. Now I'm <laughs> be here. Now yeah, yeah, I'm here. It's a It's a rock star life. You know? That's a good night, man. Yeah, that's a good It's night.
0: amazing how it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go play this show, and then the next day you're mowing the lawn. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, that's great. We all do it. You look back like, what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that a lot lately.
1: But you're on the front lawn going Oh <laughs> yeah 11,
0: geez, 1 o'clock right. Now it's like yeah. 7.30 if I'm not up uh, I'm going to be rushing all day <laughs> I wish,
2: I wish I had 7.30
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about
2: how you got into music Um, How did I get into music? My earliest memories of Kind of studying music or thinking about that Is going to Doge County Mall And my sister took Piano lessons. I think it was Baldwin, maybe at that time, and she oh, took what? in the mall. In the mall, I like, think that's freehold music. Maybe it was freehold music. Yeah, in the Ocean County Mall. Yeah, in the that's Ocean County Mall isn't
0: it? It is a little weird, but that was the owners. I think you walked in what that was one like door. Loft. Yes, it was freehold music. Yeah, I took lessons there when my, I was a kid.
2: Yep, yeah, my sister took lessons there, and then and then eventually we started taking. She started taking them at home, and um, and that's when I started taking as well. Uh, with Miss um, Bergeness, and uh, she's she's gone now, but um, you know she was an awesome teacher, and um, and so you know I used to take the take piano lessons after school, half hour back to back with my sister, and um, and it was great. And uh, my mom um, played guitar; she played acoustic guitar, and she you know she played a lot of Beatles stuff. And my, I remember the first song that she ever played that I just was like. Wow, it was uh, Eleanor Rigby, and I was like, because it was like, I don't know, something about it. There's a minor key, you know, yeah. it was in a minor key, and I was like, This is like so cool and so intense. It's like, you know, and uh, and so I asked her to teach it to me, and you know, it's only basically like E minor and C, you know, uh, or at least you can get away with that. So, <laughs> you know, it was a good first song to learn. So, that was the first song I ever learned on guitar, and then. You know, my mom had a bunch of like Beatles books that had chord charts, and back then, like you know, the book was like three dollars, and it had 150 Beatles songs in it. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, like I can play everything I want as long as I learn chord charts. So I, she taught me how to read chord chart, and then you know, I learned a lot of my open chords that way, and then, um, and then beyond that, um, I started in f- I believe it was fourth grade, uh, taking trumpet lessons. Uh, my sister, you know, kind of followed in my sister's path, you know, she learned saxophone, and I was like, well I can't learn saxophone, cause she's doing that, I gotta do something different, and so I learned trumpet. And so I took trumpet lessons from fourth grade all the way through my high school year, and uh, senior year in high school, and um, all the while, well not all the whole while, all the whole while I played trumpet, I did marching band, I did jazz band, concert band, all the bands. Um, <laughs> and um, So you were a band guy. I was a band <laughs> guy, for sure. <laughs> and I also, you know, I did sports and everything, but I did, I went all the way up to freshman, I played freshman football at Tom's River North. And, um, and, um, but at the same time, I was playing in a rock band after school, and football practice was after school. And then marching band, if I continued playing football, I would have to play football at halftime, go play in the marching band, then go back to playing football. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, you know, and I was, I was all right, you know. I, I played uh, right guard, offensively, defensive end. Um, I was punter. I was basically Iron Man football playing <laughs> offense, defense. <laughs> And, um, and so, you know, I had a, a decent shot at playing, you know, and then of course I stopped Then my sophomore year, they win the state championship. So I could have rode the bench the whole year yeah. and got a big fat ring, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to dwell on that. Yeah. So, so, but my real, my real thing was, um, that I was in a, a rock band outside of school and we, we used to play like three times a week after school. And I just really wanted to do that after school. And so, um, you know, I, I I did take uh electric guitar lessons, you know, for a little bit, um, probably in my like uh intermediate school time. Um, but when I got to um my senior year of high school, I said, you know, what am I gonna do with my career? What am I gonna do in the music business? Because that's what I wanna do. And I said, Well, I heard horror stories of like Billy Joel and his manager and bad contracts and mm. um, you know,
0: The Usual stories. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and
2: just like not knowing what you're getting yourself into and you know really giving it your all and and getting Pennies, you know, Mm -hmm. and while other people are just Making all the money So I was like, you know if I'm gonna be serious in the music business I better go to school and like learn the business So I looked up different schools and uh, I found William Patterson University and they had a degree in music management and what i really liked about it it wasn't like an arts degree it was a music degree so you had to audition um, for an instrument it wasn't just an arts or you know degree so i was thinking about doing piano i was thinking about you know what could i do i was like well i've already studied trumpet this long so i got in on trumpet oh, wow. audition i got in on trumpet and then you know i love playing trumpet but not at that level you know at that level you're going against people that play seven hours a day that just that's what they do that is their thing and i said you know i'm more of a singer guitarist pianist (laughs) you know (laughs) and um you know i uh i met with the choir director stephen bryant and and he said you know what why don't you take a semester of lessons with me and i'll train you to do your audition and you can transition to classical voice and that's what I did. So I transitioned to classical voice, and then I studied the rest of my um, college in that. And um, I also love piano. I met a really great piano director, Frank Pavese, and uh, I added a classical piano minor. But all the while, doing music management. So you have all the, the ear training courses, uh, composition, um, piano, basic, you know, everything. And, um, but you also have law and contracts. And accounting and mm. um, ethics the, the in the music business—we don't want to deal with,
3: <laughs> right, right.
2: But when you know, it's like I'm so glad I learned all that stuff. You know, and I when I was when I graduated, I um, I managed a little bit, managed some bands, and I was able to help them write contracts for venues. Um, you know, I knew how to do my own taxes, okay. which was great. You know, I started my business in my third year of college, Dreamscape's Music Productions. That was next on my list to ask you yeah, yeah, So we
0: might as well just go right into that. Well, might as well. <laughs> he segues himself into the next no, question. just great. Yeah, <laughs> sit here. I'm gonna have a drink. Hold on.
2: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I started. I started that when I started um, uh, teaching. You know, and um, you know, I was working at Outback Steakhouse, just like you know, the regular, you know, I, I waited tables and I when in high school. That's kind of my first like real music gig. I, I, uh, I started doing open mic night at uh cool beans coffee house. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, in Tom's River, we're still there. Shout yeah. out, shout out to cool beans. <laughs> um, but my band used to play there too, you know? So, you know, I, deep history with those guys. Um, and, um, and then, um. Uh, so when I graduated, well, I was in, in school and I was waiting at Apex Steakhouse, but then uh, a good friend of mine owned um, a music school that was in a mall, a music store, music but they part. did lessons as well, the music den in Denville. Awesome guys. Thank you guys. Um, <laughs> and um, they were like, why don't, why don't you teach and make money? I was like, well, I really never was interested in being a teacher. Yeah. You know, I never crossed my mind, you know, I, I never wanted to be like a band director at a school, you know, because I grew up in that and I know the kids, how they treat their band directors. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, and I was like, if I ever taught, I would want to do it like a college level or like everybody there that wants to be yeah, there. You want to teach adults. Yeah. yeah. The, like, like be serious. Like, let's, let's do that. And so I was like reluctant at first, but I was like, well, if I'm going to work, you know, let's, let's do something in music you know and yeah. so i tried it and it turned out i absolutely loved it you know and it just brought me back through my life of bringing uh, you know growing up and and finding the love of music and um and then i was i started teaching voice piano and guitar and then um and then after i graduated you know denville's like an hour and a half away so i would only work on the weekends and at that time my my mom who's always been there you know finding music stuff she worked in the looked in the newspaper and saw that the music academy you know was looking for teachers downtown tom's river so um i uh applied there mm-hmm. and uh met Robin, tony and um you know hit it off and uh And at that time I had like a a seven inch beard, you know, and so (laughs) I appreciate you guys taking me on and not being scared. (laughs) So, uh, so then I uh, eventually, you know, I was commuting like, like doing weekdays here and an hour and a half to stay on the weekends crashing at my, my friend Kurt's place. And, um, you know, but then it got, so I had enough students here and I came here like, fully and then um you know i was still under dreamscapes music mm-hmm. you know as a subcontractor and worked there until 2012 and then 2012 i said you know you guys are awesome i'll love you guys forever but i gotta go on my own so i i uh, started teaching out of my home studio and um in Lisi. Okay. and um and i've been doing that and building uh, ever since the music thing and now i have a, a, a you know i moved very close by, built a home studio, and um, we have a good number of, good number of students, and um, everybody's doing great. We actually have a, a showcase um, on June 19th. Okay. That's gonna start at 10 a.m. It's got about 50-something acts, 57, wow. 55 uh, acts, and uh, all great students, all different levels. You know, people that are, they just started three months ago, Playing, and they're playing whatever they're working on. It doesn't matter how yeah. what level. And then we have you know people that have been co-writing with me and songwriting, and, and you know we're we're putting out you know we you know basically debuting a song that's going to be on iTunes. Well, know, okay, that can, that's, awesome. You know, that's all, awesome. The whole the whole gamut.
0: So okay, so I'm going to back up a touch. So sure. You, you kind of come from a musical family. I'm, yeah. I'm saying so. Your mom played. Your sister played. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we went to all the schooling and all that stuff. We get to you starting Dreamscapes. Now, I've worked with you a couple times with my other band. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you do besides, you know, the lessons, maybe recording and putting out the song? Like, you know, I know you put on shows that you had local yeah. guys come in and play. Let's, you know, are you still doing that? Is that I- something,
2: you know... Um One other thing, you know, when I graduated, I started the original music showcase Mm -hmm. at uh, at McIntyre's Pub, and that's how I met you guys. Yeah, right. What glorious times! (laughs) I know. What it was was glorious times. Glorious
1: (laughs) times. I I I remember (laughs) some of those nights. Remember some nights. (laughs) Like how'd you do that? I had a long drive home, so I couldn't be that
3: banged up. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Just my my love of original music, you know, because I've always been a songwriter, Mm -hmm. I kind of left that out, but, you know, um, ever since I learned how to play music, I, I, you know, I wanted to write my own, Mm -hmm. you know, because I grew up listening to The Cures, like, amazing lyricist and Metallica and... Nine Inch Nails and Rage Against the Machine, all people that had like lots to say, you oh, know, yeah. and oh, very yeah. poetic and, and just aggressive, aggressive, but beautiful. Paul McCartney, Elvis, Michael Jackson, like all those people, yeah. you know, a huge influence on, on me today. Weird Al Yankovic, um, you know, the poets. Yeah, exactly. You know, he was a wordsmith. Oh definitely was was. I, I, I love him. Um, yeah. So, uh. Oh, sure. There you go, yeah. yeah come on. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I decided, you know, and I did it a little bit before um, McIntyre's. I did it at Cool Beans. Oh, okay. And, you know, and I would showcase an artist. I didn't want to do an open mic night because... Um, you never know what ruffians you will don't come know in. What, <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. And I've done it for, I did it for a long time. And I just wanted to do something different where, you know, I would book... Three solid acts. Give everybody forty-five minute sets, and um, you know, run it like a show, but not have it like a competition. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to do a battle of the bands. Oh yeah, no, because all that does is pit bands against each other. Oh, yeah, when that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing as a musician.
1: Jersey shows. <laughs> Jersey
2: shows. They say? used to do
1: that shit all the time. Wow. Yes, yes,
2: I remember. So. So, you know, basically it's like uh, who could sell the most tickets and who could bad badmouth the other band the yeah. most. You know, you sell the most tickets, you're the best band. That doesn't make <laughs> yeah, sense no, to me. It doesn't really work <laughs> like know, that either. Not, yeah. And then what happens after the show's over? You're going to book a, a tour with this band that you really liked but couldn't admit Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, you want to network with these bands. These bands are trying to make a business out of their band. Yeah, you know, those are the people you want to befriend.
1: And yeah, the best best promotions when you get like, another band goes, oh, you got to listen to these guys. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you know, my fans really like your fans. Wait a minute, my fans really like your fan, your band, you know, your band. Yeah. Wait, why don't we play a show together so they all come and they. They watch both of our bands. They don't just come for our band and they leave. Mm. You know, let's do that. And then the bars say, oh, wow, there's a lot of people here. There are still a lot of people here. We should book these guys again. Yeah.
1: You know, and then you have a venue. Yeah. You know, it's like. what's well, that's been the music scene for the last, I'd say, five to eight years. Is people come out, they see one band, and they go home. Yeah. Nobody comes out to see a show anymore. They go out to see the band that they were baited in to go in to see. Yeah. And then that's it. And and
2: I think that's that was different about what I. I did at McIntyre's. Um and you know, after McIntyre's moved, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't big enough to to do the full bands and the three things and switching out and everything like that. And uh, you know, I tried it a little bit at different venues, but you know, I started having children. <laughs> you know, and they they wake up early. And um, you know, and also my my, my my um my school was building. Um but um as far as doing original shows, I av- you know, started, um, well, not started. I, I, we've invested in live stream stuff. So I'm going to, you know, on the down low, cause I don't know when I'm going to start doing it, but I am <laughs> going to start doing it. You know, we're going to be doing a, a live stream original music showcase night.
1: Well, that's kind of cool. Out, out of the You heard it here first. folks. Yeah, that's,
0: right. <laughs> that's right. I haven't really said we're much also about it. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's just a matter of time. And, and you know, cause right now I got a two year old, a five year old and a seven year old. And, um, I gotta put them first. You
0: yeah, know, I
1: am lucky. Mine are twelve, and one's about to be sixteen, so they want nothing to do with me. <laughs> it's a free time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's about to be six, and she wants nothing to do with me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, but as far as um other things besides
2: teaching, um, Dreamscape's is a production studio. Okay, where, you know, um, I have uh, several artists that you know they don't come every week like like lessons, but they'll call me up and say, hey. You know, I have this idea for a song, you know, and, uh, you know, do you want to co-write it with me and produce it? So, um, you know, I work a lot with Grinding Gears, uh, Michael Goldie and um, Robert Urcanon and, you know, uh, a werewolf is, is a pretty consistent client. But, um, you know, um, it's it's a wonderful thing and, and a lot of others. I'm sorry, I'm not naming everybody, no, but, no. Um, you know, um, they come in, they call me, you know. We usually do night sessions because it's, that's when I have my nice. my free headspace where oh, I can you create, you know. And we'll co-write a song together, or they'll they'll say, "Hey, I wrote this song, you know. Can you help me produce it?" And they come in, you know. They say, "Okay, these are the chords, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't want to play guitar. Like, can you play guitar on it, <laughs> you know?" So, and then I'll, we'll put, uh, I have, you know, track drums, bass, guitar, keys, you know, any synthesizer stuff, whatever, you know. We want accordion, mm-hmm. uh, either i out the accordion and pretend to play it, or I'll just play it on the keyboard. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but aside from that, you know, um, I also do film scoring. Um, I work a lot with Garden State Productions. We did uh, a couple short films. Um, nice. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, other things that, uh, you know, aside from the film scoring, which I'd love to do more of, you know, and I just don't push it right now because of my time. Mm-hmm. But pretty
0: soon... Well, you know, what? I mean, in all honesty, I think now in TV and film, that's where money is for music. There, It's, it's not shows. It's not touring. It's not, mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I have a story where it's like, I've had a couple thousand plays on the radio, 10 seconds on TV, and the scale definitely does not balance out. <laughs> no. So it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, yeah. 10 seconds is... You know, eh but so I think I really think it is shifting to TV film absolutely you know you're gonna make a good dollar
2: if you do it right yeah and if if you have the wherewithal to to know how to register all your stuff Mm -hmm. and that's one thing I do with my clients as well because you have to know what an IRC ISRC code is you need to know be with uh, performance rights organization you need to copyright your stuff you need to be able to tag everything. You need to know what to look for. You yeah. need to know that you shouldn't go to exclusive contracts. You got to do non-exclusive contracts. Like, what is all that, and how do you navigate that? And I think that's you know a big reason why a lot of people have so much difficulties making money in the music business is they make it very difficult yeah. to make money.
1: They want you. Well, to a lot of people also want to try to make money just playing in a band, and there's, there's no money playing in a band. Unless you're constantly selling out your merch every show, you're not making money.
2: Yeah, you got to be touring. You got to be really good sales. Um, But But you got to be
1: touring on a huge level to make money from the tour. Yeah. Like if you're just doing like a tour as a normal band, you're making your money on your merch.
2: Yeah, you have to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And that, you know, that's a lot. And you're not going to make any money. With Spotify and all, all oh, no. wow. I Oh, I, I at tens The tens of pennies you could get. <laughs> tens of pennies. I know. It's like, oh, the year end. What, what did all my artists think? And I'm like,
0: who wants pizza? Yeah. yeah. You know, oh,
2: okay. The, <laughs> only,
0: the only thing good about that is you could see who... Cl- not who clicks but how many clicks per song and if you're like shotgun approaching you can kind of see okay don't go in that direction maybe more this right there's good there's pros and cons to everything yeah in, in that but how again, did I release this you know yeah what, what is it about this song that people like two weeks exactly. ago we checked
1: out We, me and him put out a song about a year ago we never really promoted it. it's like a little side project we have and we looked it up I think it's made about like three dollars and 27 cents oh, yeah. awesome. something like that yeah
2: Exactly. But it was fun. It's fun, yeah. You know, and like that's that's what you have to th- always keep in mind. Oh yeah. You know, because I mean, you know, I, I've, you know, we all try different things, you know, and, and you know, if you ever try to force yourself to do something that you think is going to make you money, because that's you know oh, yeah. what you think you're supposed to do.
0: Nah, Don't do it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you like, know. First well, of
2: all, you're not going to be satisfied.
0: How how good of a fake are you? That's the whole thing. <laughs> you're like. oh, this guy's faking it. that's no, pretty good. It looks like he actually likes what he's doing. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I mean that that's part of the success of White Rabbit, my band White Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are like, how do you pick your songs? Like, why do, you know? How do you? What makes it? What doesn't? And I'm like, well, we have to like the song. You know, I'm not going to perform. A song that You know Is a struggle for me To learn You know Like I mean I will If I have to If it's like a first dance song Mm -hmm. You know Yeah Um, But You know Most of our repertoire Is because Wow I really love this song and other people do too, you know. I'm not going to play. Yeah, like, it's also got
1: to keep the room moving. Like, yeah, I'm not going to play like a deep cut of,
0: you
2: know, Depeche Mode that nobody's ever heard. You know,
0: some kids are like Depeche what? Depeche who? Exactly. So are we segueing again? We are going to segue right into White Rabbit. my Whoa. friend. <laughs> he did it
1: again. All right, I'm just gonna. I'll be back. You guys, you guys don't need me.
0: Yo, pick up some beer <laughs> <sounds> uh, <laughs> there's a fridge over there if you need Nice. Um, so yeah so you ha- you're in the band or you are the band which no, one is it is no. it like a
1: community thing or it you, is okay that's it cool is. It is. So you're, you're just kind of I guess the, the face of the band really uh, well
0: you know uh, who, I don't want to say leader because that's a very weird thing to say about a band that's supposed to be a unit. unit um, you're the creator of the vision would that Let be, be fair? A Would that, that be fair? <laughs>
2: so after I graduated school, I came back to Tom's River and I was free, you know, <laughs> I, I hadn't been back to Tom's River in four years, you know, and I didn't have a band, you know, I didn't have, you know, I, I was just, I, I, oh, I recorded an album, you know, I labeled it Brandon Hands because, you know, I really wanted to establish myself you know, that way. Um, and, um, and you know, I just wanted to make music the way that it was supposed to be, you know, because when you're in a band, you're locked to those people and the sound. So with my original music that I was writing, probably like, uh, I want to say year four of my... Um, college so 2004 i believe it was i had all these songs that i said okay i want to record this album and i called it time to relax the first song is called time the last song on the record is relax so oh. i called it time to relax and so we uh went to cool beans call me house <laughs> because you know i, I they're family you yeah. know and um so got a history there and i got a history and i was like what a perfect you know i did a live and i did a live album there and I recorded it live, me on the guitar, me on the piano. And I went back and forth, had a show. Everybody had a good time, recorded it. Um, it was um, engineered uh, by Peter Gary, who's a great friend of mine. And um, <clears throat> he does fantastic work in the, in the music business. Um, and, um, and then when I graduated, you know, I stayed in touch with a lot of people from William Patterson. And, you know, instead of making it a band... I called it the group project. And I said, you know, Jimmy Donickey from my life, you know, bands in high school, I want you to play on this track. Connor McCarthy, I want you to play on this track. You know, uh, Sean Lango, jazz guitar shredder, I want you to play on this track. And, oh wait, I need a trumpet, I need a t- uh, trombone and a sax. Hey, you guys know a sax player? let's use you, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, we put this thing and there's 23 different musicians on the record and I called it One Hit Is All I Need and it's a lyric from uh, one of the songs on the record. Um, but I'm super proud of that record. You know, I went to uh, Brooklyn and recorded it with Martin BC who produced the Dresden Dolls um, and he did stuff with the Ramones and Iggy Pop and um, um, much other Guys, and he's an awesome guy, and I played in this band for a little while. I was playing keyboards nice. on that Triton that you just fixed oh, for me. Ah, nice, <laughs> nice. Hashtag Canyon music.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> and uh, and the reason why it's a little beat up is because I used to, you know, bring it down in basements in Manhattan, you know, playing yeah. playing these stuff, you know, in the village for. Um, Martin BC and, um, and what a, what a cool ride that was. And, uh, what's up, Martin? <laughs> um, but anyway, so after, you know, doing your, aside from the original stuff, I said, okay, I got to do cover band too, cause that's part of what I am and what I do. So I was in high velocity and I was seeing this band, um, I'm not going to say the name of the band because I might say the wrong name, oh, but... Okay. Yeah, we can bleep uh, it out. <laughs>
0: I, I saw beep.
2: <laughs>
0: I think it was Moondoggy. You can bleep no, it out. I kind of remember that name.
2: Yeah, I mean, they still play.
0: Do they? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm so old now. Like, some of the bands that I knew, like when now? I was maybe... Well, yeah, totally. Um, they're, like, all gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. shit.
2: <laughs> but anyway... Um, the bass player, I was watching him like the whole night, and he was like, he was playing this like upright stick bass, electric stick bass, and I was like, that thing is freaking cool, and I was like, what is that? And then I, and then he took his break, or, and I, you know, I'm a got nowhere to go. I was, you know, free, <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of college, no school. Uh, anyway, um, so I, t- I was talking to him and. Um, and I was like, hey, man, you know, what, what's up? And, and he's like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm playing in the band. And I was like, yeah. And he starts asking me what I do. And at that time, you know, my 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 focus in life was jingle writing, you know, for, you know, commercials, which I still do, you know. And that's another part of the production, which I was going to say, writing jingles for businesses, for radio. Um, and he was like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, I, I do that as well. I'm like. What are the what are the chances of that? You know, and um, so he like like remember the old time tavern, mm, yeah. Yeah. He wrote their jingle and a bunch of other ones, and um, so he's like, oh, we should meet, you know, we should meet and talk about this. Maybe we can write together and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went to his house and um, he was like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing like a duo, like a smaller thing. Would you want to do a duo? And I was like, well. I've been dating this girl and, um, and she has an amazing, amazing voice. And uh, I was like, you know, if I do start a band, I want to bring her in, you know, I want her to be a part of it. And he's like, all right, well, let's, you know, set up an audition and pick a song and we'll play it and we'll get to know each other and see if it works. So, um, so I talked to my girlfriend at the time who's now my
0: wife, um, Nicole, I guess that worked out. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, um, yeah. great plan, dude. Great plan. You <laughs> and and in in she band? still sings in your bed too. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay.
2: So you're getting to the end of the story. I <laughs> <sorry, sorry, sorry. laughs> got excited. do jump ahead. So, um, so we picked somebody to love by Jefferson airplane. And, um, and we go to his house and you know, I got my acoustic guitar and he's got his, his acoustic bass and you know she sings and and I don't know if you ever heard her sing, but it was like a no brainer, like, yeah. like she just killed it. And um and he calls me and he's like, Oh, this is great, and we chatted, you know, and he called me when I got home. He's like he's like, Wow, that was that was really great. He's like, he's like, I really want to do this. Um he's like, What do you think of the name White Rabbit? And I'm like First of all, I'm a big Alice in Wonderland fan. Um, So that was good there. And then I, obviously White Rabbit, you know, Jefferson Jefferson Airplane Airplane. has that song. And uh, so, you know, it has a feminine tone to it, but it's still rock and roll. True. You know, And, um, and, and it's a color and an animal. So it's like really memorable, you know? So I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So so, so Billy Bang Bang Mercadante, he, uh, he's the one that thought of the name. So we played together as a trio, just practicing, and we were going to play our first gig uh, on Memorial Day that year. And uh, he brought his friend that played drums, and we started playing. He was instantly in the band. So then we became a four-piece instead of a trio. And we did that for a uh, while long time that escalated
1: from a duo pretty quick yeah Yeah. but then (laughs) yeah
2: exactly and then and then I was playing all the guitar you know rhythm lead and then I was also playing keyboards and singing and it was just like too much so it was a breaking point for me and I was like you know let's get a lead guitarist (laughs) please you know so that's when um we did we brought in Sean Lango, who played on um one hit is all I need record and um and uh, and then we did that for a long time, and you know, members changed, and and then you know, eventually, uh, Billy decided, you know, he had a, he had a, he had to stop. So um, I wish I was better with dates. I want to say like two
4: thousand
2: seven. Okay, twelve. I have no That's idea. That's a big jump, but we're okay. Gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs>
0: If we but, don't remember our date, you cut that shit out. Yeah,
1: somewhere <laughs> but, in the last fifteen years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I could look on Facebook, or I, know, I should probably look on MySpace and figure out the dates. MySpace? That's no. still around? No, it's not. <laughs> what a what a travesty! Yeah. What a travesty! But our our band right now, the the five of us have been together. I would say. Eight to ten years. Well, that's good. That means you guys
0: have like a nice gel going. Yeah,
2: yeah. We we're really good friends, and it would be really hard to to change now. Mm. So, I mean, we we really get along, and um, you know, um, but let's talk about MySpace real quick. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) Real quick. About MySpace. (laughs) My friend Tom. Yes. (laughs) So, so this is part of why Original Music Showcase was so successful. Because it's had this thing where, and this is how I found all my bands until I built up. You know, you could say 10 mile radius of Tom's River and type in blues band in like 20 blues bands with a poem. And then I could just message every single one of them. them. (laughs) Or I could put rock. Mm. And I say, okay. Let's find all the rock bands. you get a lot of cover bands and stuff yeah. like that, but that's probably how I found you guys, you know yeah i I don't even remember. It's crazy, but um but yeah, it was the greatest thing, and then when they sold it, they changed the whole thing and just made it all about the big money mm-hmm. artists and you know, oh yeah. It's very sad. You still it so I thought
0: you nice. what made you guys famous was the cookie jar thing. Didn't you have a Oh the lion jar? feed the lion. The lion, lion. Yeah. Yeah. You still feed, the lion feed the band. I still have it, yeah. That's absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Get your hand out
2: of my cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: awesome. I remember that. I do so I remember like
2: that. tea. And that was my childhood cookie jar. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. We had a cookie jars in my kitchen forever. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. <Yeah. laughs>
0: So uh, you guys play a lot of what? Jersey Shore. I know you do some weddings. You know, talk about how you kind of got it. Isn't that like kind of a, a gear change to go from like, let's say, whatever bar. Yeah, you know, like a bar whatever. cover band to a wedding band. Yeah, that's yeah. a big. Yeah, I mean,
2: we used to do the whole, you know, for for a long, long time, the 10 o'clock to one thirty shows, you know, and they're very, you know. They're very barry, yeah. right? They're very barry, you know? So you, it's a different style of music. We've kind of, you know, strategically moved to the six to 10, mm-hmm. seven to 11, you know? You know, first of all, because of children, you know? Yeah. And, and True. you know, I don't want to be out. You know, no. getting home at two thirty in the morning and up at five thirty in the morning. You know, it's just not fun for me <laughs> to do. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's fun for anyone. No, no, no. And um, and it's been the best change. You know, and um, and all of my life in my in my business, um, I've always done the philosophy of of uh, slow and steady wins the race. So, you know, when we started saying, hey, you know, we really want to do weddings, we didn't, like, you know, we always, it, it was a slow and steady build, you know? So we, we kind of gradually, you know, started learning how to do it, you know? And we'd play for friends, you know? We'd play, you know, one wedding a year you know okay. and and put like three months of effort into okay. you know this one wedding until we learn how to do it and, you know have how to you know talk to the venue how to talk to the event coordinator at the venue you know how to do a ceremony what do you do you know um, you've, we've all been to them yeah but who's paying attention to when the acoustic guitar player starts playing you know does he start? 10 minutes before, you know, when they start seating, you know, uh, when did they stop, you know, and, and you learn these things as you do it. Um, and now we're at the point where we can say we can justify, you know, our rate, you know, we've been slowly, we didn't, we didn't come out guns blazing and say, hey, you know, we're $10,000 banned for your wedding, <laughs> you know, wait till you see us, you know, <laughs> you know. but, you know, I think, I think we're reasonably priced, you know, we're in the three to $4,000 range. And um,
0: not for long. Not currently. After this. currently
2: <laughs> um, but you know, it's you know, it's something I really like to do. And the other thing is, when you book us, you're hiring us. You know, um, people want White Rabbit because of who we are. You know, you're not going to hire us and say, you know, can you guys play? This all these oh, yeah. big band songs for the whole night. I'm like, hire a big band, you yeah. know, fire, hire you know the ones with all the horns and everything like that. We're we're a fun party band. We 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 do you know songs that are going to appeal to everybody, you know, and that's another way that we pick our songs. You know, we, we pick you know stuff for young people, older people. You know, current stuff, classic stuff. Maybe we'll throw in a little curveball here and there. Not at the wedding. I'm yeah. no, sure. <laughs> just the difference between Baby's the, got the bar
1: cover band and the wedding cover band is just the sheer amount of songs you have to have at, you know, like the, the, the drop of a hat. Right. And,
2: and that's why we take care of that way in advance. You know, we're not going to ever be like, you know, um, a jukebox at your wedding. Yeah, You know, we, we, we present, present our song list and, you know, we say, look through this song list, tell me anything you don't want us to play. Because if, um, you know, the groom and had, had an ex named Eileen, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want to play come on Eileen at yeah. your, at your, <laughs> at your, uh, at your wedding. Cause it could ruin the night, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, and then, and then people say, you know, oh don't play sweet Caroline, you nah, know, right. and everybody else is like, you better play sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, and, and those are the, you know, those are things that you, that's why, you know, part of our, our, our wedding package is consultation. Mm. And that's me, you know? So I talk to the bride and the groom and, um, and I say, you know, what do you want? What is your dream wedding? You know, and you know, how can we make it happen? And that's that's why I call it Dreamscape's music, and okay. um, you know my little motto is where where dreams and music come alive. You know, so if you're a musician that wants to learn how to play music or become a more musical, you know, just as that to have that in your life, you know, so you could sit around a campfire, let's make that happen, you know, and, and play songs for your friends or on your boat, you know, or do you want to write a song, you know? How do you do it? Well, here's a list of my 180 songs, <laughs> and like 200 co-writes, or whatever it is now. I don't even know. But um, you know, how do you do it? What do you? What's the process? You know, or uh, oh, this is a cool thing. Um, I am a qualified provider for the Division of Developmental Disabilities. Right. So. Um, what is all that? Well, all those words. Um, it's a know, lot of words. It's a <laughs> lot of words. Um, so basically, um, there's a program in New Jersey, and it's the Division of Devel- Developmental Disabilities, and they provide funding for people with autism, Down syndrome, um, general learning disabilities, and all of them. You know, all of the disabilities. So, so when you're, uh, you know, in that category you can, as, as long as you're an adult, it's for adults, um, you can pr- get funding provided. Um, and so, you know, I, I applied, I showed them my school and, and how I run things. And, um, and I was accepted as a qualified provider. So I've been doing that for a number of years. And, you know, I have, uh, you know, people with autism and down syndrome that have come leaps and bounds you know billy wiseneck is a he's recording an album in the studio um and david mulvihill he just recorded he recorded a full-length record all of original music and now he goes out and plays bars he plays breakers which is where the showcase is on june 19th um and about a couple different venues and um you know, he, he should be really proud because, you know, it's difficult to navigate the world that we live in with autism. And, um, and to be, you know, when, when I see a student that goes from just, I want to learn how to play guitar or become better at it. And, you know, basically came, said, you know, I want to sing and play better. And, and then he started building the set list and was able to memorize everything, like no problem. And then his, all of a sudden he had three hours of music. And uh-huh. I was like, "You should. It's time to go on a stage. Get on, get on the you know? road." Yeah. And his mother and brother are really supportive and help him out with gear and and bookings and stuff like that. And very very proud of those. It's those a great guys. creative outlet. Yeah? yeah. 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 So,
0: all right. I like to do this little segment of your best and worst gig oh. ever. What was so memorable where you walked away and went, I cannot believe that happened, or it doesn't get any better from here?
1: Hmm. Those wheels are turning right now. There's a lot, of, <laughs> there's a lot in
2: there. I know. Uh, I remember, and I'm going way back. And, you know, there's there's been so many great moments. Um, but I'm going to go way back to high school. And, you know, we used to play coffee shops, you know, and, and different open mic nights and, and, and people's backyards, you know. But, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was, I think it was tea night or original night at Joey Harrison Surf Club. Oh,
0: yeah. I remember that very well. That's where I started out.
2: Yeah. You know, and we played there, and the stage was huge, at least in my mind. Yeah. And it was pretty big. And for some reason it was packed. Like it was packed. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm out there and then we start playing, you know, our original music. And then and then we're into it, you know, and I'm like It's happening. (laughs) And then I'm like, you know, and then we play like Black Sabbath and I think it was like War Pigs were playing and everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. You know, I guess that was like the first time I ever really felt like a rock star, you know? You
1: got the juice. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I just, it was just like unexpected, you know? I think that's the best, when when things like happen that you're not expecting and I was just thinking it was going to be like a regular gig and then it was like, we're like kicking. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. like this is so
0: cool. Now the worst, oh yeah, the worst. Oh. Everybody's got good, yeah. You know, weather, mm. car Every, Everybody's got or, a bad one. Yeah, <coughs> piano <laughs> fell over during a solo. I don't
2: know. Oh. <laughs> Let's see.
0: Um, you made seventy-five bucks, but you drank a hundred and seventy-five dollars worth <laughs> of <You know>, something. <laughs> Even that's not bad. We all did that.
1: Oh man. Um, oh. I've left many of shows with a negative balance. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs>
2: um, let's see. Um, so, this actually happened not too long ago. Ah, nice. So, I you know play play similar local venues. You know they're close to my close to my house, and um, and I have the studio, and I um. You know, I have my gear that I have to rip out of the studio and bring to the gig and um and I get to the studio, i get to the to the show, I'm like, I got I got a half hour, plenty of time. It's just a solo gig. I set up everything and uh and then you know, everything's ready, I'm going to sound check, and then I'm like There's no microphone. So I had everything set up, my guitar, everything, except I had zero microphones with me. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like yeah. Oh fuck. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so I fortunately I don't I only lived like I only live like seven minutes from the venue, so pedal of metal. You yeah. know, I get back, you know Swat. I have my mic <laughs> and I'm going on the stage to play this like mellow solo show. I'm drenched, <laughs> dripping in sweat. I'm like
1: I'm <laughs> here okay, I made it.
2: Down at the New Amsterdam, no. <laughs> staring at this, you know, and start playing. And everybody's like, "Why are you so sweaty?" And that's kind of like my signature move, though. I, I just sweat. Uh, uh, there you go. I'm always, always drenched. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's not the most interesting of stories, but
0: It's oh, all good. It's that's very,
2: it's just I, I don't like you know I like to get there early. I like to just make sure everything's good. And when I have to like run last minute, that's Super stressful. Yeah. <laughs> no, so after that. that gig, though, I uh, I said, you know, and I, I need to invest in some extra gear, so I don't have to like worry about taking stuff in, st- in and out of the studio. So now mm-hmm. I have like a go bag, ah, oh, and go. it's like everything I, I need. Is everything <laughs> I know is in there, and after the gigs, I put it back in there and I put it in the garage and I don't touch it, and that's just my go bag for my. Solo stuff.
0: Kind of Got to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting stressed thinking about it. Right <laughs> We're coming out of this whole COVID thing uh, that's going through. Yes. Now, being in Lesson's studio, I mean, I know I didn't let anybody in here probably for a good over a year. Mm-hmm. So this is all still starting to be new, you know. Yeah. Um How did that affect dreamscapes you personally as far as being a musician cause mm-hmm. man it feels like somebody just shut the light off for like a year and now all of a sudden they just flipped it back on it didn't dim it didn't like kind of it just off on mm-hmm. like it's very rat racy like how's that affecting you it was a little different
2: for me it wasn't so um, hard lined because just the way I've been been doing music business, I I never put all my eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I was always gigging, but I wasn't just a gigging musician. And I know a lot of musicians that are, yeah. Yeah. you know, and they gig four or five nights a week, and that is their income, you know, some six or seven, yeah. you know, some eight, you know. They do double gigs on Saturdays and double gigs on Fridays, and it's like. You know, and then all of that stops. That's terrible. So fortunately, I am a teacher, and um, uh, the, lar- the majority of my income is from lessons. Mm-hmm. and so um, so when the writing was on the wall that the world was shutting down, um, I went virtual with lessons, okay And fortunately because I have DDD students, Division of Development Disability students, um, I was already doing it, because a lot of um, those people don't drive, so they're relying on Ubers or family friends to drive them, and when they can't get a ride, it's not fair to say you can't have a lesson, yeah. or I'm gonna make it up, and then how many times is that gonna happen? So with all of those students, I said okay, What's your virtual option? So we were doing either um, uh, FaceTime or Facebook Facebook video messenger or Zoom, Skype, which actually yeah. we're, we're really doing Zoom because that kind of came out when the world shut down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't really doing that, but it was an addition. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it happened, um, I had the confidence to tell everybody, this is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to work. And... It's going to be great. So, did I lose students? Yes, definitely. You know, I took a huge hit, um, and you know, um, but it got me to have everybody with a virtual option. So the students that I were that stayed, which were a lot, you know, um, you know, they now that we're back in the studio. If they can't get it, they got a sore throat. They're just tired. It, that day. that option's always there. Yeah, they don't have to miss their lesson. So, silver lining of this, you know, it's a terrible thing that is happening, still happening. Yeah. Um, but the silver lining is now everybody has a virtual option, and that's now it's part of their sign up. You know, um, what's your name? What's your phone number? Email. Virtual contact. You know, oh, okay. it's it's on my, my sign-up sheet now. So um, as far as lessons, they're coming back, you know, so that is wonderful. Um, you know, um, now that it's a little tricky this time of year for lessons because baseball season's starting and, oh, yeah. and uh, the summer is their- a little tricky. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's another reason why I have my showcases. You know, mm-hmm. it gives people um you know something to do in the summer you know i have the showcase on june 19th you know people don't want to miss it you know it's something it's the first live showcase that's another thing um my last live showcase was december of 2019
1: okay yeah, so right before she hit the fan yeah
2: yep so we had the we had the the showcase and um and then after that i said you know we still got to do showcases guys Yeah. So we did virtual showcases where everybody from home, they filmed themselves and they sent it in. We did all the editing and we did YouTube, YouTube playlists and we still made it a big event. You know, we had, you know, everybody tuned in, you know, and it's, it it was, it was really nice, you know, and that's cool. You know, and, and a lot of people said to me, like, it's like, thank goodness you didn't stop your lessons because this really got us through this really I was retaining time. that little bit of normalcy. Yeah. Because, you know, it, cause, cause, you know a, lot, a lot of people had things they did on a regular basis. My daughters were in dance. No dance. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, there's nothing to do. So, you know, you, you're also staring at the same people all the time. You know, it's really nice to, like... You know, FaceTime with somebody that's not in your family, you yeah. know, not in your circle, um, you know. So it was nice for me, too. You know, it was like I still got to connect with the world, even though I was still in my house, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as gigs, gigs disappeared, yeah, for a they while, yeah, absolutely disappeared. <sighs> we had weddings booked that we had, you know, I remember one was in September, I'm sorry, the spring they said, okay, well, you know, this is going to last at least a month, you know, yeah. so let's push it, let's push it to July, you know, so okay, so we, we moved our, that wedding, you know, the other one, let's move it to September, okay, let's do that, you know, everybody's going through crazy stuff, all right, let's move it to uh, October, okay, you know, and then it just kept it, but it, it kept let's, moving. let's just wait, you yeah. know, <laughs> and so now, this year, Fortunately, we have been getting calls for weddings, you know, Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty booked through um, October. Well, that's good. Um, You know, with the band, with the venues, you know, because fortunately we, we, we support, you know, we, you know, do takeout from the venues and not that like, that's like. Hey, we'll do this for you if you do this for me. But, you know, we're friends with the places that we play, you know, and, and we stay in touch with them and, you know, we, we're always honest with our venues and, you know, we always promote. And, and you know, when when our, uh, when our they, you know, came back to life, you know, fortunately we were one of the ones they called, you know, and, and got back into the routine okay. of things, you know, so. Well, that's uh, a good thing. I yeah. Mean, you know. So, you know. We're it's good. Yeah, it's it's a good thing. We're we're in a good spot. So you know, and also gigging isn't the only thing that we do. Yeah. You know, we all have other jobs and um you know, and if you know, if a bandmate doesn't have other job, you know,
0: they're also playing solo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Yeah, I know a lot of cats that do that. They'll play solo and i have a band too or, or vice versa like oh you need what time oh yeah I can do that and then still make it too. yeah yeah. we're filling in doing
2: sub work yep. you know our studio work yeah. yeah but
0: yeah man it's been a ride
1: you got everything on your list right I'm now? good I'm, I'm tapped out alright we'll give you the same final question that we give everyone okay you could do it from the cover band aspect the original music aspect simple musician aspect if there's one thing you could change about the music scene, what would it be and why? Mm. <laughs> it's the same thing we get from everybody.
0: Ooh. It's like, which way do I want to go? I want to tell you all to go fuck yourselves. <laughs> we got a couple of... Ooh, that's a, that, that, that's a good one. <laughs> oh,
2: change about the music scene. Yep.
1: Um, could be anything.
2: I know, but it's gotta be good. It's just yeah. it's so dramatic. <laughs> There's
1: a lot of options. Uh,
2: I would let's see I'm so looks like I have a, a good thought. Sure. Oh, how about this? No. <laughs> that affects everything else.
1: Um okay. Um or anything you could change about the people in the music scene, the the venues in the music scene, the music in the music scene. It could be anything. Uh, this one
2: really stumps people. It's hard. Because, I mean, I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of, we're actually kind of fortunate. Like, I wish more people would hear my music. Fucking anybody yeah. can hear anything. <laughs> you know, it's like, I guess I would say, see, I, I can't even say that. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay.
2: I would change how difficult it is for people to get paid in the music business. Um, I understand there has to be the gatekeepers and, you know, you really got to work hard in the business, but there's got to be a simpler way. I don't, I don't like that answer. I don't
0: like that answer. <laughs> well, right there, you fucked up by saying uh, "musician paid." <laughs> uh, I, don't like it. I don't like it. Those two words don't go in the same
1: sentence very much. Starving artist. Does that ring a about- bell? <laughs> Here, I'll give you some hit tips. We've had one that was "pay to play." Uh huh. Yeah. And, I, and, uh, I'm so
2: far off from that I, I don't do it I, I can't stomach it I don't right. do it anymore
1: and uh, we've had one guy say that he wishes he's a recovering alcoholic so he wishes there was more dry venues for people mm-hmm. like him because he's afraid to go to shows sometimes because wow. he doesn't want to be around it yeah there's uh, what was the other ones
0: putting the whole fucking thing down start over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh wait that's my answer sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Uh
0: there's so many different things and it, it's its not even a general thought like that Mine, literally I would I would if I was asked that question the thing I would say and be crucified for it as I wish the whole fucking thing burnt down right. so it could regenerate and start over <laughs> maybe. Have a fucking chance, yeah. You know, but I am yeah. old now, and I get that, and I'm jaded now. But twenty right. year old me would have been like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to take this to the to the limits." Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, jaded is the word I was
2: thinking of when I was trying to answer that question.
0: Yeah, it's. I I would say
2: okay, and it's it's a simple thing. Um, I would change if I could change anything in the music business is. Um. that i wish music was more passionate mm. and and i don't i'm not saying that there's not people with passion no, out there no there's
0: there's a lot of cookie cutter stuff right
1: follow the formula yeah. right yeah okay. there's
0: a
2: lot of formula stuff and but then when you go back and you listen to like James Brown or, you know, the Beatles. Yeah. Even the the Beatles. Sure, they're like the predecessor to pop rock, right? But if you listen to their formats, it's not normal, you know? You know, the song's a minute and 30 seconds and it just blew my mind, you Mm. know? Or, um, you know, or bands that... You know, you don't even know what they're saying, but it just feels great. Yeah. Um, or, you know, this song is seven minutes long. You know, this song would never get on the radio today. It's yeah. every useful song. <laughs> <laughs> like what, I was I was listening to um, Vincent by Don McLean. You know that song? Yeah. It's all about Vincent Van Gogh and how... You know, misunderstood and beautiful. I don't think that song would be popular today. I don't think it would get out there. It's it's too good.
1: (laughs) You're you're not wrong.
2: You know, I don't know. It's
1: hard to, especially especially today. People they gobble up that regurgitated garbage. It just sounds like everything else that's out there.
0: And like go go by like a band today. That's you know, recording aspect. Everything is drum triggered. Everything is pristine. Man, I cringe if I have to grid drums. You know, unless they're so bad, but I don't even deal with that. So it's kinda like Man, if you're really close, you're human. Right. You, know, you can't you're not a grid. You're not, right. you know. But
2: but we've been so
0: accustomed oh to God. hearing yeah.
2: that. Like if it's not like that or or you feel like something's tuned wrong. up to to high heavens, yeah. then you're like, this isn't professional, you know? Yeah. Because that's, that's, the, that's the...
0: But go put on a Led Zeppelin record. Exactly. Go put on The Doors, you know? Exactly, like, and that's the that perfect draw.
2: Like Simon yeah. and Garfunkel, like... They didn't... Uh, you know?
0: Otis Redding. M- to, musicianship you
2: know? was really a lot more important.
0: I really... I try that. I think that's why people don't like recording with me sometimes, where I'm like, dude, I know I could punch you in, or I know I can cut and paste you, but... I'm okay if the first verse isn't exactly the same as the second verse, mm. or vice versa. I think mm. that's kind of cool. Like I'm not left field, yeah. But like little nuances a guitar does, yeah. I mean, a guitar's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not tuned perfectly, right? There's yeah. always that margin of error. It's going
2: to sound like your guitar,
0: yeah. Just because you it's know, your guitar. The personalization oh. is is gone, yeah. So and
2: and I mean, I do it. You know, I do both. You know, yeah. it depends on what it calls for. But as a as an overall changing of of, you know, if it you know I just like the organicness of, yeah. of um of song writing and and instrument
0: yeah. recording. No, I mean I mean and I say this all the time, it's like look at Iron Maiden. They've done it that way from eighty whatever, maybe mm-hmm. seventy something, to now. And they still they're great musicians yeah I'm sure they walk into us I mean I know they recorded on tape back in the 80s there was no I mean there was editing but not like what we have today yeah so why can't we go back to that why can't we go back to Zeppelin setting up at a castle and making the ceiling of a hallway mm. what happened Where did we go Where did rolling? all the castles go
1: well nowadays all you need it's is expensive a, I'm now. say, but nowadays all you need is a laptop and a little hundred interface and you can make a record yeah which is a cool thing it's cool but but like you said <laughs> not good for us you, you no. lose, you lose, cool lose that, a that certain <laughs> aspect to it because it's not it's more it's more manufactured and that passion and the energy to it is it's not there yeah yeah
0: i mean and you being keyboards how easy is it for you to get all these sounds mm-hmm. you know i mean like i don't have that luxury so i'm like all right, well, somebody better find a trumpet player. Right. Somebody better find a sax player. Well, mm-hmm. don't you have a keyboard? No, I'm a guitar player, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have one, but. Yeah. You know, like, get the goddamn real guy to do it. Right. I know it costs money, but. But
2: it's going to make a world
0: of It difference. does. You could tell the difference between a keyboard sax oh, and a real God. sax.
2: Oh. So it's like. That's a really hard instrument. And trumpet. Really hard instrument to. To speak. mimic. Yeah. yeah. So. And I mean, there's players out there. There's players out there that would do it for 20 bucks, know. you know?
0: Especially if they came in and like there's, an hour of their time. Yeah,
2: there's great players that'll, you know, do it for 150 bucks. It's worth it. Yeah. You know? If I you mean, believe
0: in your song, you should pay that extra money to... Yeah, get them in there for an yeah. hour. That's all you need. You That's get
2: it. some some quality studio musician, Yeah, it's worth every penny, you know? I mean, in the long term, in the long run, you know? I think so. If you're... If you're putting together a record that you want to live with for the rest of your life cuz why else would you do it? Yeah. You know. Do it right. You know? Get 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 the musician and and pay them, you yeah. know? Pay them what they're worth and they'll be happy, you'll be happy. It all comes around. It supports the music business better than listening to a song on Spotify because You don't like Spotify, do you? I do. I do. (laughs) Actually, I did hear uh, on a news program that Spotify has actually a really good thing that they're doing. And if you have a subscription to Spotify, right, and you pay the $10 a month or whatever, and... You say, okay, well, let's go listen to some music. And I listen to Madonna and I listen to Michael Jackson and I listen to Useless 50% of the time and Rope Tree 45% uh, of the fine. time. And those <laughs> other guys, the other 5%, because I really like original music. Their $10 minus the cut that they take is going to be split percentage to those artists. Mm-hmm. Because if you're paying the 10 dollars, if I listen to, you know, Billy Joel once and Brandon Hans 99 times, mm-hmm. Brandon Hans is going to get 99% of that 10 dollar subscription wow. and, and Billy Joel is going to get one because that's what I'm paying for.
0: Yeah. That's, no, what that that's kind of a way to look at it. Yeah.
2: It's not a radio. Right Radio, you have to take into the account everybody that's being broadcast to. Mm-hmm. and you know they have algorithms. The more famous the artist, the more people are going to, to play me. that song, yeah. the more radio stations can play that song. they're going to make more of the income earned from radio stations that pay the public performance rights organizations. So with individual subscriptions, which you know if they do this, that would really sway me. To subscribe to that as opposed to another
0: streaming uh, music source. Wow, make tens of dollars instead of tens of pennies. Now that's awesome. It'd be great. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. If you have people listening, and that's the whole point.
2: If you have people that like you that are listening, you should be getting paid for it. If you don't, you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can put out music. It's so easy today. You know, but you know, if you have a fan base and people are listening you know, you should be getting a bigger cut.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Like, that would totally work out in my favor, and I would have faith in the music business again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, therefore, that's not going it's, to happen.
1: It's a large,
0: <laughs> it's, so, that's So going to happen. When
2: Napster hit.
0: Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'm talking about
2: BySpace and Napster. I'm really dating oh. myself. Yeah. yeah,
0: I know, but I was talking to somebody about that, like the other, or I was reading something where it's was like, yeah, Lars was right. He was 100% right. And you yeah. go, oh, man, everybody... Hated that
1: guy yeah. for that. And like, oh, I hated yeah. him before that. So.
0: Yeah, I know, but he was dead right, dude. <laughs> yeah.
2: But you know, as hard as it is, you know, it takes a while for the world to catch up and figure out how the money is going to flow. You know, it's killed, killing killing the, the record labels, but
0: well, all three of them but now are left. it's more independent,
2: <laughs> and I don't know. I think uh, hopefully it'll it'll work out in the end.
0: Do you agree? The last great musical generation or decade 90s or early 2000s um
2: great yes great 90s yeah <laughs> the 90s were pretty
1: great yeah, yeah they were awesome <sighs>
0: that's right all you kids
1: oh now oh the
2: 90s are <laughs> the, the best
1: alright well here on the jersey shore musicians podcast we like to give thanks to our sponsors and uh our sponsor today is the stuck up sticker company take it away
2: the power of Sticker Jesus compels you. Full color, waterproof, and UV-resistant decals printed for your art, business, club, or anything you want to promote. DM his assholeness on Instagram at StuckUpStickerCompany or email him at StuckUpStickerCompany at gmail.com To start your order today, remember Stuck
1: Up is your source for signs, stickers, banners, and way more. And if you tell Mr. Ian from the Stuck Up Sticker Company that you heard about this on the Jersey Shore Musicians podcast, you will get 10% off your first order. Woohoo. And all right, Jeff's in the other room getting ready. and We're going to have a, a little little solo performance from Mr. Brandon Hans himself. Yeah. Little known fact that the intro of the Useless Demo, Mr. Hans himself was playing the didgeridoo on our intro. That's right. But yes.
2: I got that didgeridoo from
1: Australia. We're going to be re-recording that here soon, so Ooh. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to bring you back up to the big leagues. I would
2: love to play that.
1: <laughs> that sounds good to oh, me. All
2: right, this uh, this song is a song I wrote with my buddy Mike Goldie. Uh, grinding gears. It's called "Kiss You Through the Radio." Slow rolling
4: into '55. Your mind's working on overtime. Even though I'm not by your side, wishing I could make you come alive. How about a little fantasy? A rendezvous for you and me, so turn it up, it's time to go, lead in close, let me kiss you through the radio, windows down baby, nice and slow, warm breeze blowing through your hair, got you feeling like I'm sitting right there, connected by the sound, don't stop, these airwaves got us on lock, you can drive through the back roads, anywhere you want to go, sweet loving while I kiss you through the radio. You, kiss, you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you through the radio, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you through the radio, how about a little lonely drive, no need to go home tonight, time to put it into overdrive, baby girl it's Friday night, can't you feel this chemistry, like you and I were meant to be. Take it fast, we'll take it slow. Wherever we go, just let me kiss you through the radio. Windows down, baby, nice and slow. Warm breeze blowing through your hair, got you feeling like I'm sitting right there. Connected by the sound, don't stop. These airwaves got us all locked. You can drive through the back roads, anywhere you wanna go. Sweet loving while I kiss you through the radio. Kiss you, kiss you, kiss you. Kiss you, kiss you, kiss you through the radio. Kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you. Kiss you, kiss you, kiss you through the radio. So clear your mind, lose all track of time. Let the sound of my voice fill you up inside. Clear your mind, lose a track of time. Let the sound of my voice fill you up inside. So clear your mind, lose a track of time. Let the sound of my voice fill you up inside. Let me feel your vibes while we take a ride. So baby, turn me all the way up and let me kiss you through the radio. You can drive through the back roads anywhere you want to go. Sweet loving while I kiss you through the radio. Kiss you, kiss you, kiss you. Kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you. Kiss you through the radio. Kiss you kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you. Kiss you, kiss you, kiss you through the radio. Connected by the sound, don't stop. These airwaves got us all locked. You can drive through the
2: Thanks, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Cool. Alright. Well, now that the restaurants are open again, this one's for the bartenders.
4: Hey bartender, do you have yourself a moment to reveal a mighty small request? this feeling you're about to say let's finish them up. so I'm gonna do my very best to convince you son that this night's still young and there ain't no need to shut it down you see I got a slight suggestion that could switch up its direction turn this whole thing around so I say rewind the clock back to 730 cause you know this band's on fire the honky tonk's swinging and the people are singing yeah this place is running wild clock back to the start and do it all over again well every single person here is on my side so if you want to double up your tips well there's a line outside about a mile long and the power's in your fingertips so just hit reset because we ain't done yet and you know that just as well as i that the sexy senoritas and the ice cold margaritas are here to Clock, back to 7.30, cause you know this band's on fire, the guitar's time swinging and the people are singing, yeah this place is running wild, there's no reason to say last call, in fact I think it's a sin, so let's rewind the clock, back to the start, and do it all over again, well the barkeep said well listen yeah just let me make this crystal clear that's totally against the rules." I caught, I'd rather not be sent away to jail And ride away with all you sauce up fools Just in a stinging swarm of sweet southern bells Caught the corner of his eye Well, they jumped up on the bar he threw some honey in the jar And told the band to take it from the top When he said, rewind the clock Back to 7.30 Cause you know this band's on fire The hunky-tonks swinging And the people are singing Yeah, this place is running clock back to the start and do it all over again. So let's rewind the clock back to the start and
2: do it all over again. Woo! Thanks a lot, guys. This was a lot of fun.
1: Brandon, why don't you uh, tell us where people can find you?
2: Alright, you can go to www.dreamscapesmusic.com and another great place would be uh, youtube.com slash dreamscapes music. And we have a bunch of videos of our students, White Rabbit performances, all filmed by image catchers. And, um, and you know, you could check out all that stuff on uh, YouTube. And uh, everything else links to our Facebook, Very uh, awesome, our man. website.
1: Thank you again for coming on. I really Thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. It was a blast. And uh, as usual, you can hit us up at jsmpinfo at gmail.com if you want to come on the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. We'll see you again next Monday.